This is Alive with Joseph. Give him praise one more time this morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Resurrection Sunday. And I believe that God has brought you here because he has an agenda for your life. Amen. So brace yourself, stay focused, and prepare your heart as we receive God's word this morning. And we're going to push it from where we left it off on Friday. We have been looking at the new creation and on Friday we saw part one of the new creation. The teaching is on our podcast and our SoundCloud page and also on YouTube page. You go there and listen over and over again. You can never remain the same again. Now let's go back to our key scripture that we zoomed in on on Friday. And that is Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24. And it says that, that ye are... It says, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and through holiness. We establish that the target of the new man or the focus of the new man is after God. The new man is created to be like God in righteousness and true holiness. We are on based on this, it shows that we are inside out people. We are not outside in people. The believer is an inside out person, not an outside in person. In other words, you don't take your color from your environment. You take, you rather give your environment your color. That is to say, you color the environment in which you find yourself in with the color that is on the inside of you. So if they say that things are not working, when you arrive in that place, it is not so for you. Because you are not depending on the environment for things to work for you. You are carrying what makes things work on the inside of you. So anywhere you go to, you bring it out and you begin to make things work around you. You begin to make things work around you. So even if nobody's own was working, when you arrive in the place, because you're an inside out person, you carry divinity on your inside, you transform that environment, you add color to that environment, and you compel that environment to become what you already are on the inside of you. Friends, understand that you came from the source where the entire universe was created. You came from God. You came from the source that created the entire universe. You are an inside out person. Never forget that. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 now says, Why we look not at the things which are seen. Why are we not looking at them? It says because the things which are seen, they are temporal. The things which are seen are temporal. But the things which we are not seen are eternal that is you do not build your life on the temporal things you zero in on the things that are not seen because they are inside you the things that are not seen are the things that you build on because they are eternal and you are eternal as well why because you have eternal life understand that eternal life is not an event eternal life is not a destination eternal life is a person and that person is Jesus Christ and he lives on the inside of you so because you are eternal when you arrive in a place you are able to bring transformation into that place because you carry the eternal i want you to boldly declare this morning say i am eternal i didn't hear you say loud and clear i am eternal 
So we are an inside out people. So they say business don't work in a particular place. Well, not for you. Why? Because based on the, based on, on, on the, based on the internal visibility studies you have carried out, you have seen from scriptures that whatsoever you lay your hands upon to do shall prosper. Now, Based on that inside revelation and information, you come to that environment, you declare to that environment the prosperity of God that is on the inside of you. Some years ago, when we used to went the first the the the, the 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 venue we had for church, it's around the Indian Center there, the corner Excelsior, and all of those things. And I remember. You know, when some people who used to be the member of the church then, you know, the woman said, you know, things don't work here. And you know, we, we once had a business around there and it didn't work. I said, well, that is your business. For this one, we will work here. And all of those things. Why? Because I understood that we are eternal. We carry eternity. And you understand? When you carry eternity, when eternity evades a place, it brings transformation to the place. We entered into the place. You could see a lot of them were hesitant to go. Pastoring is not easy, I tell you. They were hesitant to go dragging their legs. They eventually left the church anyway, but that's fine. It was good for the church. Now, they, they were hesitant, all of it, but we moved into that place. It was littered with prostitutes. It was littered with all kinds of, you know, um, um, what do you call these people who steal phone? All, all these boys who grab grab your bag and do all of those crazy crazy things it was littered but when we entered into that place by prayer we subdued the place why we carried the eternity we subdued the place transformed the place it got to a place we grew so much in that place we had to start staying outside we started hiring tents to stay outside because the inside became too small for us listen we got into that place that place became one of the most safest. We will hold services there up until 10 p.m. People will park their car. There was no one day anybody's car was touched. Why? When eternity invades a place, it brings the color of heaven to that environment and it transforms the place. So are you understanding? So you carry eternity. So when they say businesses don't work in a particular place, you declare, not for me. No, 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 no. Not for me. Why? Because I carry what makes business work on the inside of me. Never forget, friends, that Hebrews 11 3 says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So you have what it takes to make it work. Come and say, I have what it takes to make it work. Say it again. Say, I have what it takes to make it work. Because on your inside is the image of him that created him. You have on your inside the image of him that created him. That is where you came from, everything works. And because everything works from where you came from, you came from a kingdom where everything works. And as a result of that, when you enter into a place, things has to work for you. Listen, friends, you are a stranger to things not working. Why? Because you came from a kingdom where things work. In the kingdom where you belong to, in the kingdom where you came from, things have no choice but to work. Why? Because your heavenly father, he called light out of darkness. He called peace out of chaos. 
He called, he called increase out of lack. He took five loaves and he fed 5,000 people. That is the kingdom you belong to. As a result, I declare over you this morning, things will work for you this month in the name of Jesus. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. I say things will work for you in the name of Jesus. So when you operate from outside, Satan manipulates. But when you operate from inside, Satan has no access because your inside is sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The new man is sealed with the Holy Spirit. The new man is sealed with the Holy Spirit. So you do not depend on your environment to begin to budget your life. Or you do not depend on the, the budget of the, on the, of the environment you came from to plan your life. You plan your life from the inward out, based on the revelation of God on your inside, you begin to put your life together. Why? Because you came from God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world. The Bible says, he that is from above is above all. Are you from above? Are you from above? Come on, declare I'm above all things. So when you begin to plan your life based on the revelation of God on the inside of you, you are able to gain victory over the events around you. Why? Because you are not looking at the things which are seen. You can, you are looking at the things which are not seen. Why? The things which are not seen are eternal. The things which are seen are temporal. They will fade away. They have no guarantee. But the things which are not seen, which is God, he has guarantee for a lifetime. So that is all that Jesus has come to do for us. And I prophesy over you this morning, this will be an amazing year for you in the name of Jesus. I say 2020 will be your best year ever in the name of Jesus. Give Jesus praise this morning. Let's give him praise this morning. Now let's travel a little bit. Let's, let's take a journey a little bit. Follow me carefully. Pay attention as we take this journey. Romans 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, or there is therefore, now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death from the law of sin and death so the sin of adam in the garden of eden messed up everything adam sinned by disobedience he disobeyed and he acquired sin and because of disobedience the law of sin and death or the sin and death cycle came into the planet earth it came into play so every crisis on the planet earth today are all part of the death cycle are all part of the law of sin and death cycle. The law of sin and death is what is ruling the entire physical world today. And that is the master of the physical world, the law of sin and death. And that is why creation is subject to vanity because of the law of sin and death. So God had to redeem a breed of people for himself. He couldn't do it through you. He had to do it by himself. Take note of that. He had to do it by himself. He couldn't do it through anybody. He had to do it by himself. God had to give us Jesus so that what Adam lost in the garden of Eden by disobedience, 
Jesus restored back to us by obedience. Listen, in the Garden of Eden, Adam lost the inheritance given to him by God. By obedience, Jesus Christ restored it. So listen to this. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus became seen by faith. He became seen by faith. In the Garden of Eden, Adam became seen by disobedience. Jesus took sin by faith. Adam disobeyed to be a sinner. Jesus obeyed to be a sinner. <laughs> Please follow very carefully. All happened in the garden. In the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus became sin by faith through obedience. In the Garden of Eden, Adam became sin by disobedience. So that is the difference between Jesus and Adam. And anything that is done by faith pleases God according to scriptures. Now because Jesus took sin by faith, which is obeying God, he became sin for us. And by becoming sin, God poured his anger on him so that God would no longer be angry with mankind again. And that is the miracle of redemption. That is the miracle of salvation that a lot of believers, a lot of people do not even have an understanding on. That is the miracle. That is why in seasons like this, we do not weep as those that have no hope. We actually celebrate because he became sin. So that he could take all the anger of God and release you and I from the anger and the wrath of God. Travel with me again to Isaiah 53. We're going to require a lot of scriptures. And now I'm trying to contain myself, but I hope I will. Isaiah 53 verse 6. He said, all of us, how many of us? How many of us? How many of us? He said, all of us like sheep have strayed away we have left god's path to follow our own yet the lord laid on him the sins of us all god poured the sins of all of us on jesus the wrath the anger that god had for the fallen man was poured on our lord and savior jesus christ he took that sin now verse 7 now says he was oppressed he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth he chose not to open his mouth because if he had opened his mouth he would have aborted what he came for so he opened not his mouth he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb listen when a sheep is brought before her shearers you know what the shearer do? To, 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 to remove their skin all of those things he is dumb he is dumb he chose to be dumb because why if he had not been dumb the Bible said he opened not his mouth if he had not been dumb he would have messed up what he came for so what was in that cup that Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane was begging the father to take away from him what was in the cup that Jesus was begging the father to take away from him you will find that in verse 6 and 7 of Isaiah 53 he said the iniquity of us all he was taken from prison verse 8 
he was taken from prison and from judgment who shall declare his generation for he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people was his streaking now this was all that jesus was giving to that made him when he saw it he was begging god to take the cup from him when he was in the garden of gethsemane he had nobody to stand for him the message translation puts that scripture this way the message translation said that it was justice miscarried the new living translation of verse 8 it says he was unjustly condemned he was unjustly condemned he was rejected by all why was he rejected by all so that you and i can be they accepted in the beloved there was no lawyer who was willing to take up his case in heaven and on the earth the bible recorded that god turned his back on him there was nobody that was willing to argue his case for him why all of this it is so that you and i can be able to have a voice on the planet and when he didn't open his mouth is so that you should be able to open your mouth and declare his victory over your life and situation when things happen around you that is why as a believer you should not close your mouth when you go through challenges why jesus has already closed his mouth for you if he had opened his mouth the whole torment will have disappeared but he to close his mouth so that when you go through water you should open your mouth and command the water to cease when you find yourself in fire you should open your mouth and command the heat of the fire not to consume you give jesus praise this morning so he opened not his mouth he opened not his mouth you are accepted in the beloved now let's read verse 9 to 10 new living translation we are still on isaiah 53 New Living Trust, he says, and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put on him, he had put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. God was pleased to bruise Jesus. Because Jesus came to die by faith for the iniquity of us all. Jesus offered his soul as an offering to the Father for your sin. He offered his soul. Because the Bible makes it clear. Why did he offer his soul? To die for your sin. The Bible says the soul that sinned shall die. So he had to offer his soul to die for your sin. So instead of you to die, Jesus offered his soul as an offering on your behalf. So he died your death. He died in your place so that you can live his life and you can take his place. Great exchange. Verse 11 now says, He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. You that is seated here, he said, The travail of his soul, God saw it and was satisfied. 
God was happy. So when he looks at you right now seated here, receiving the good news of what Jesus has done, God is happy in heaven. Why? Because he now sees that by knowledge, according to this, shall my righteous servant justify many. By knowledge, by knowledge. So by knowledge, many is justified. Listen friends, what gives Jesus satisfaction is that you can be able to hear this good news, receive this good news, and live out this good news. You are justified by faith. And it takes knowledge to know that you are justified by faith. It takes knowledge to know. It takes knowledge to know. That is why the new man is renewed in knowledge. In knowledge. In knowledge. It is knowledge after knowledge. After knowledge. Because it takes knowledge to know that your justification is not by the works of the flesh. Your justification is by faith through what Jesus Christ has accomplished on your behalf. Now, when you get all of this, when you are able to grasp this truth, you walk in dominion. <laughs> you walk in dominion. Now, next statement, let's now move. Remember, the Bible has no chapters. When the Bible was written, when the scroll was given, it had no chapter. It, had, it was just a long letter. So let's ignore 50, Isaiah 54 verse 1. So let's just, it's a continuous statement. Isaiah 53 was a continuous statement entering into Isaiah 54. Are you understanding me now? So when he finished, he now continued the statement, verse chapter 54, verse 1. He now said, sing, O barren. Thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing. Cry aloud, thou that didst not travel with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, say yet the Lord. Because of what Jesus did, he says, sing, oh body. It is singing time. Because of what Jesus did, because of all that we saw he did in chapter 53, we can now arrive in chapter 54 and he says, sing, oh barren. It is singing, I sing because somebody has paid the price for the barren to be fruitful. Somebody has paid the price for you that is barren in any area of your life to be fruitful. Somebody has paid the price for you to be fruitful in and out of season. For you to be fruitful in every department of your life. Say, sing or barren. Are you ready to sing? I say, it is singing time. Lift your voice and shout hallelujah. Rejoice, O barren, because your days of barrenness are over. I say your days of barrenness are over. I say your days of barrenness are over. That barrenness in your business, it is over in the name of Jesus. Barrenness in your career, over in the name of Jesus. Barrenness over your marital destiny, over in the name of Jesus. He says, sing, O barren, for there, there shall be a breaking forth of singing. And he said, cry aloud. Let whoever cares to hear, hear you. Because what Jesus has done is too much for me to keep quiet. He didn't stop there. He now said, because of what he has accomplished, verse 2. He now said, enlarge the place 
place of your tent, your season of enlargement has started. I say it's enlargement time. I say it's enlargement time. Look at your neighbor, point to them, tell them it is your time to enlarge. Say, let them stretch for the curtain of their habitations. Spare not. No limitations. Don't hold back. Believe God for the mega. He says, spare not. No, no, no barrier. Spare not. He said, lengthen thy cords. Strengthen thy stake. I see enlargement coming to your life. As I see enlargement come into your life Receive it in the name of Jesus So the new man is a man of enlarged destiny And I prophesy over you You shall be enlarged this year in the name of Jesus I don't know what the pandemic has taken from you But I came with good news this morning To declare receive enlargement in the name of Jesus I said receive enlargement in the name of Jesus Receive enlargement in the name of Jesus Declare enlarged three times Two, three Give Jesus praise It's your time to possess territories. I say you will possess territories. You will possess territories. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's open up some more things. This new man. That is created after the image of God. The price that was paid to give birth to this new man. Was Jesus Christ. <laughs> he is the prize. Jesus has already paid for the sins of the whole world. And that is why we go out for outreach. We go out for outreach. Not to go and tell people that they will, sin, they, they will die and go to hell because of their sin. It's to go and tell them that somebody has already paid the price for their sin. That they should come and receive the free gift of salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, First John chapter 2 verse 2. And the Bible makes it clear that Jesus paid that price. It is when we acknowledge, when the sinner man acknowledges what Jesus, the price Jesus has paid, the yoke of sin is broken, new life is injected into that person. And the Bible makes it clear when Jesus sets free, he sets us free indeed. So you are a brand new man with a record of, the, of things of old past. So he said here, First John 2.2, 2, can we all read it together? Everybody, let's read. One, two, three, go. He said he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. The word atoning sacrifice is the same word you'll find in King James called propitiation. Which means the payment. It's the same word propitiation. It means the payment. It means the payment. So Jesus is the payment for our sins. Not just for our sins. And also for the sins of the whole world. That is to say, the sins of the whole world has been paid for. That means people are no longer going to go to hell because of sin. People are going to go to hell because they have rejected the payment. <laughs> Pe 
people are not going to go to hell, I repeat, because of sin. If people go to hell because of sin, then this scripture is invalid. He is the atoning sacrifice. He is the payment. He didn't bring a payment. He is the payment. Jesus didn't offer a sacrifice. He is the atoning sacrifice. He said, not just for our sins. That is to say, those of us who are now born again, and we think that maybe Jesus died for only us. He said, no. Let me correct that religious mindset. He died, the sin he paid for, is for the whole world. And he paid for it once and for all. So, based on this statement, I can safely say, people will not go to hell because of sin. They will go to hell because they rejected the man who paid for it. They rejected the payment. So, when you reject the man who paid for your sin, it means you will have to pay for it by yourself. So the rejection of the man who paid for the sins of the whole world is what takes people to hell. Remember, the anger of God, please follow me carefully, the anger of God was poured out on Jesus Christ and it pleased God to bruise Jesus, Isaiah 53. It pleased God to bruise Jesus. God was satisfied. He was satisfied with Jesus being the sacrifice. That is why there was no one that could have paid that price. It was God himself that had to come in flesh and pay the price. Because the price was too much for any mortal to pay for. So he poured all his anger on Christ. Jesus, God crushed Jesus for our iniquities. He was pierced for our transgressions. He paid the price. Now the sins of the whole world are paid for. Now on that basis, the Bible now says in Acts chapter 2 21, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever whosoever no matter your status in the community whosoever no matter your academic qualification whosoever no matter your bank balance whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord no matter how small how big your house is whosoever that is to say when you find yourself in any situation when you call on the name of the lord you are guaranteed to be saved Save from that sickness Save from that shame Save from that calamity Save from that tragedy Whosoever Shall call on the name of the Lord Shall be saved Give Jesus your highest praise this morning Whoever calls on the name of the Lord Shall be saved Hallelujah And that is why When we come to Christ we do not confess our sins to be saved. You call on his name to be saved. <laughs> you do not confess your sins. So let me repeat it again so you don't think I made a mistake. You do not confess your sins to be saved. You call on his name and you are saved. 
For a 45 years old man, how many sins will you confess? Where would you start from? God knew that if we are to go through that process, some of you, your sin is eternal. Imagine if on the day of salvation, 10 people decide to give their life to Christ. One is 50 years. One is 45. The other one is 12. The other one is 60. And they all start confessing their sin. Service will not end. We won't finish the service. Because understand, friends, this man, this 45 years old man, started singing from the mother's womb. He didn't sing after he was born. He was already a sinner. David colorfully puts it this way. He said, I was shaping in iniquity. Psalm 51, verse 5. And he said, in sin did my mother conceive me. So from his conception, the man was already a sinner. So if it is so, if it is because you confess sin that God will forgive, then you won't go to heaven. Why? Because there are some of you, you have even forgotten some of the sin you committed. And if it's to confess before you get born again your sins, then you will never be able to be born again because you cannot remember. So if the basis for going to heaven is confession of sin, then nobody is sure of going to heaven. But the Bible, but the basis, the Bible says to us, the basis for us going to heaven is because Jesus Christ is the propitiation. He is the atoning sacrifice. He is the payment for our sins and for the sins of the whole world. So why do people go to hell? You may ask pastor. People go to hell because they have rejected the offer of the grace of God. They have rejected the offer of salvation. That is why being born again is not something, you know, it's not a religious activity. It is you accepting the free gift of salvation that has been made available to you. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith. Through what? Through what? He said, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Another translation puts it this way. Another translation puts it, the New Living Translation says, God saved you by his grace when you did what? When you believed. <laughs> When you confessed, please follow me, you know, is it when you confessed? When you did what? Why did he do that? So that you can't take credit for it. He said, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. And this is the knowledge the new man must have so that the new man can live in victory. So that the new man can stop chasing shadows. So that the new man can stop being manipulated by liars out there. When the new man has this knowledge, this is the knowledge that the new man ought to have. And this is the knowledge that guarantees your victory. Hebrews 9. It's Bible study I, this morning. Let's 
Please write the scriptures. They will help you. 9 verse 15. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant. Jesus died to set us free from the penalty of sin. And when he died, he went to hell. He went to hell that you may go to heaven. Why did Jesus die? He died that you may live. He said, I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. Why? Because Jesus is life. He is life. He doesn't have life. He doesn't give life. He is life. So when he comes into you, life has come into you. He is life. Are you understanding me now? That is why John 10.10 10 is very powerful. He said that they may have life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Why? Because he is not giving you life. If he gives you life, you can't have it in overflow. But when him that is life enters, it's like you standing in the middle of a sea. You will have overflow of water. But if I'm to give you water through tankers, after a while, the water will finish. You will you listen, you can drink it and drink it 10 years, but one day it will finish. Why? Because the tanker is only containing water. Water is not coming out of it. But if I put you in the sea, because water is coming out of it, you can never exhaust it. So Jesus said, I'm not going to give you life when you believe and receive me. I enter you. When I enter you, life enters. So you can be able to have life in abundance, life to the full, life to the overflow. Come and say, I have life. And that is why I can tell you safely, sickness cannot kill you anyhow. Are you understanding me? Death cannot take you when it's not your time. Why? Because you are an embodiment of life. You carry life. Are you understanding me, friends? Come on, say, I carry life. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the Bible now said, John 4, 12, verse 24. Follow me, follow me, follow me. John 12, 24. He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. Now, this is a prophetic rendition about Jesus Christ. It abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much. Jesus prophesying about himself. He was prophesying about himself. He was saying, except the corn of wheat. I am the corn of wheat. If I do not die, I will abide alone. So it's of necessary that I fall to the ground, the grave, and die. When I die, I'll be able to bring forth much fruit. Are you understanding me now? So he died, and because he died, he has brought all of us as fruits to God by the reason of his death. One seed, Jesus Christ, has brought many seeds to God. And Hebrews 9, 15 now says, and for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by the means of death, for the redemption of the transgression of those that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise 
of eternal inheritance. What is the first testament? The first testament, it's not only the law of Moses. The first testament started way from Abraham. Abraham was part of the first testament. He was not in the second testament. He was part of the first testament. Now let's break it down here quickly. So the Bible is simply saying that when God was measuring the punishment he was going to put on Jesus for our redemption. God went back in time, calculated the fall of Adam, Noah, Sodom and Gomorrah, all their sons, Moses, the Ten Commandments, all the people that died in the wilderness, their transgression, their rebellion, their prophets. He brought all of that and when he measured the sins of today, he went back to time, took all of that, measured the sins of today. He went into future, measured the sins of the future, exaggerated it as well, and gathered everything together and put in the cup, boom, and gave to Jesus, drink. When Jesus saw it, he became afraid. He cried. What makes a man cry to the point his sweat was drops of blood? What could have made a man cry such cry? What could have made a man cry such cry? He took all of that, put it in that cup, gave it to Jesus to drink. That was why Jesus looked at that cup and said, Father, if thou, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Luke 22, 42. That cup contained the sins of mankind. In the first testament, the last testament. That is why the Bible said in Hebrews 9, that by the means of deaths, he, it was necessary he died. Listen, friend, Jesus' death was not a martyrdom. Jesus was not assassinated. Jesus was not murdered. No, no, no. Jesus, that is why the Kenyan man trying to sue the Jews for murder of Jesus. The man is drunk. <laughs> Jesus was not murdered. Jesus was a sacrifice. He was, he was a payment. Are you understanding me, friends? He went to the shop of God and took every man's sin and said, God, I'm not going to give you credit card. I'm not going to give you debit card. I am going to give you myself. And when he gave himself, God accepted it. That is why they asked, are you sure? He said, yes. He made his habitation with the dead. So that you and I can have our habitation with the living. That is why whom the son sets free, is free indeed. You are free today. You are free tomorrow. You are free in the future. Your freedom was not just a, 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 a temporal event. Your freedom was permanent. That is why I can stand boldly and declare your sins, past, present, future, they are forgiven. They are deleted because the sacrifice was perfect. Give Jesus praise this morning. That is to say, friends, every sickness that came with the death cycle, every failure that came with the death cycle, now you can understand when I told you where you came from. Things work for you people. Because why? Every failure that came with sin and death, Jesus paid for it. You may go through challenges, but the challenge is not permitted to swallow you. And I declare, 
every condemnation in and around your life i delete it in the name of jesus i said delete it in the name of jesus everyone oppressed under the sound of my voice receive your liberty in the name of jesus receive your liberty in the name of jesus receive your liberty in the name of jesus he died your death so that you can live his life he died one time to pay for your liberty forever uh, uh, he died one time one time you were in that future when he died remember some of you just got born again 10 years ago he died and hoping that you 10 years back you will give your life to Jesus or you will come to accepting the free gift that he has made available when you know this you walk boldly you enter a place and you announce your presence. Joseph has arrived. And the demons they say, yeah, yeah, we know, we know, we know you, we know you, we know you, we know you. You don't get into a place and you say, you know, Baba way to Baba way. No, 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 no. You arrive in a place, you announce. The champion is here. The redeemed of the Lord is here. The redeemed of the Lord is not a title. It's who you are. You have been bought with a price. The price is too expensive. That nothing can erase it. Not even God. I hope you know. Not even God can erase that price. Expen- you are, listen, you are too expensive. Oh. Do you know how expensive you are? That you have paid for what they use in paying for you. Cannot be erased. Your value keeps increasing. That explains why he said with his label on you. Put that scripture for me please. With his label on you. You are now wearing a new wardrobe. You are too expensive. That is why when one person wants to sit on your head and fat on your head for healing. You tell him get out of here you nasty thing. Colossians 3, 310. Message translation. Because you're too expensive. You have a label on you. Let's read that final scripture and we go home. You have a label. He said, Now you are dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made. He said, By the Creator. You know, say with this, with his label on, that is how expensive you are. And remember what I said. Listen, what makes a cloth expensive is not the material, it's the label. That is why the same material used to design, to sew a t-shirt that you buy in Woolworths for 100 rand and the same material is used to sew a t-shirt you buy in Louis Vuitton shop for 5,000 rands. Do you know the difference? Is the label. What changed the value of that t-shirt was the Louis Vuitton label. Not the material. So friends, I don't care how weak you are. You have the label of the almighty God on you. That makes it your value on this planet earth is priceless. Boldly declare I am priceless. Rise on your feet and declare I am priceless. Rise on your feet and declare I am priceless. Give Jesus praise this morning. Come on, give him praise and begin to celebrate it. 
celebrate him this morning lift your voice in thanksgiving that's all i have for you give him praise give him glory come on give him praise celebrate you're the new man thank you so much for listening we believe you were blessed by the word for more please visit our website www.alivewithjoseph.com as well as subscribe to our youtube channel alive with joseph Ngocha. till next time god